bottles in my hands, had pockets full of ops. Whole life I've been a G, had bitches on the block, had strippers on the pole, had cocaine in the pot, got fiends at the door. So I turned that to a rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to the BA podcast. This is your co-host James with Jake. Happy Thursday, Jake. Hello, James. Happy yeah, Thursday. Sorry. Excuse me? Excuse happy me? Thursday. Happy Thursday. Yes, happy Thursday. Sorry for the very slow opening. I'm a little sick. Hmm. But um, we're still going to send it, for those who don't know. But um, yeah, so obviously, like we talked about last podcast, um, all the sports are coming back. Baseball, hockey starting, uh, basketball starts preseason, I think. Tomorrow. Or Saturday. Tomorrow. Saturday, yeah, it's Saturday. So yeah, we're in full swing of sports mode in the fall. Pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, Jake, why don't we talk about uh, the wild card games, starting with the Nationals and the Brewers? Jake, why don't you take ahead and take a lead on this? Yes. Yeah, so on Tuesday, Tuesday night, the Washington Nationals played against the Milwaukee Brewers. Nationals were at home. Um, the Nationals had Max Scherzer pitching with the Bra- the Braves. The Brewers had Brandon Woodruff pitching. Yes. Um, for those who don't know, Max Scherzer is like a, I believe a three-time Cy Young winner. I think he won it. I think he won it in both leagues. I, I think. Let me look it up. But as I look it up, um, Max Scherzer versus Brandon Woodruff. Uh, the Nationals had the pitching advantage. Um, since it's a since it's a one-game playoff, you make a roster for that one game. So what the Nationals did was they had less relievers and more starters. So they had like five – well, actually, that's not true. They had five relievers pitching the game, and they had, and they had I believe, three or four starters in it. Uh, then they had a bunch of like bench bats for the game because it's only one game playoff. So you can like make a roster like that. Uh, so they had Max Scherzer, who pitched first. Uh, the Brewers got out to a 3 nothing lead, and we're up 3 nothing. Yes. Uh, yes. Until the until the eighth inning, um, Scherzer pitched first. Then Strasburg, Steven Strasburg came in. He pitched yep. really well. Uh, it was three one going to the bottom of the eighth. Um, the Nationals had never won a postseason series. Even though this isn't like really a series, they've never advanced into. They never advanced like past the first round they were in. So. <sighs> Everybody in Washington is like, okay, it's going to happen again. They're going to lose again. They always lose in the first round. Always lose in the first round. The Brewers are up 3-1. They're looking pretty good. They have Josh Hader come in. who's one of their best pitchers. Probably one of the best relievers in the league. Yeah, he throws heat. Strikes out a ton of people. Um, so you think, yeah, the game's pretty much over. However, he struggles a little bit. I believe he gave up a... He walked the guy. And he gave up a hit. Then he walked another guy. Then up came Juan Soto, who was a twenty-year-old left fielder. He hits a base okay, hit. So he, he didn't. He didn't. He struck out two guys. No, he struck out a guy. Uh, he hit Michael Taylor, which was. What are your thoughts on it? Did he get hit by the pitch or not? I mean, if he, I don't think so. I think it hit the call the, ba- the field was that he got hit by the pitch. I think it hit. It the hit Brewers the bat first. It. It hit the bat first. Because if it didn't hit the bat first, he would have had a broken hand. Because yeah. that was like 97 miles an hour at his hand. He would have had a it was, broken yeah, hand. Yeah, it was really, yeah. 
Yeah, but... I think it hit it. I mean, you can say it could hit the head. It's just with the baseball review, I think it's kind of kind of weird. But I think it, it hit simultaneously, and they just stick with their call yeah. on the field, and that was that was that. Yeah, that was that. Um, but yeah, that happened. So they had one guy on base, like you were saying, and then Ryan Zimmerman came in. Yeah, he had a bloop single that like demolished his bat. Yeah, the bat like um, he only had like the end of his bat. Yeah, the rest of it was gone. Yeah. So yeah, he had that single. So two guys on. Then there was a walk. And then there's another walk. So there was three guys on. And then, yeah, go ahead with your uh, what you were gonna say about Juan Soto. Yeah, so Juan Soto was up. Um, he's 20 years old. Me and James are talking about this. Um, he had sort of a like a meteoric rise in their minor league system last year. He started off in low single A, and made it to the majors like in two like in a month and a half, which is basically unheard of because he was so young. Um, so that's something that doesn't really happen usually. But how fast he went, uh, but it's kind of happening a little bit now because baseball's like there's like they're they want to push their best prospects like what the Giants did this year. Marco Luciano, he was 17 mm-hmm. years old. They played him in Arizona, the Arizona League. Uh, he start he like demolishes that is incredible in that league. Then, in a shocking move, they bumped him up to, like, low single A, where it's, like, he's 17. Most of the players in that league are just drafted or, like, a couple years into their pro career. So, they're, like... They're like, about our age. You're, like, yeah, they're 25, like, 26 years old. No, not that old. Um, sometimes... Oh, yeah, like, 24, 25 sometimes. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, sometimes that happens, like, due to injuries. But for the most part, it's, like, usually... Like, college juniors who got drafted, so they're, like, 21, 22, maybe a senior... Maybe some high school players there as well, but he, he for the most part you're part you he, he for the most part you are the youngest player. Well, Marco Luciano for the most part was the youngest player in that league. I believe he was the youngest player. He was the youngest player in the minor leagues, not in rookie ball, basically. So that's what teams are trying to do now. They're trying to push their best prospects. He's probably going to start the year in single A Augusta, which is like. Even like it's low single A. The one he was in is like a. For those who don't short, know, Augusta's yeah. in Georgia. Yeah. So like, the, Augusta is like single A, like low single A. Salem Kaiser, which he was at, after being in the Arizona Fall League for the Giants Orange team, he went to the Salem Kaiser, uh, Volcanoes in the Northwest League, which is like a um, short season A ball league, where it's like usually for like you know people who are coming up from injuries and stuff like that. All that stuff there. Um, so that happened with him. That's what happened to Marco Luciano. Juan Soto is kind of different because he's three years older. And he's pretty good. He's a left fielder. He's 20 years old, as we said. Uh, he's the heir apparent to Bryce Harper. And this is what happened. Um, this is what this is the sound of what happened on a 1-1 pitch with the bases loaded, two outs. Hater pitch in the Juan Soto. Here's how it sounded. That's what happened. 
hit a base hit in the right field on a 1-1 pitch, goes to the rookie right fielder who's 22 years old playing for Christian Yelich who is out due to injury. He misplayed it. The ball gets past them. Feels bad. Allows all three runs to score. It's feels bad. It's now four to three Nationals. Go to the bottom. Go to the top of the ninth. One, two, three inning. The Nationals move on. They play against the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight at five fifth. I believe five twenty seven. That's when they play against the Dodgers for game one. Uh, I believe it's going to be five thirty seven. Yeah, so it's going to be Patrick Corbin versus I believe Hunjin Ryu. No, Bueller. Oh, okay. Never mind then. That's kind of that's interesting because Ryu had like the the lowest ERA this year, but Walker Bueller is like a twenty two year old like flame flower, flame thrower. Thrower. Um, Yes, yes. For those who don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that's actually kind of interesting for that. But yeah, Nationals play against them. Now you're probably thinking, ooh, the Nationals they use their third starter. That's probably not that good. Well, their third starter is different than most any team's third starter. They have Patrick Corbin, who throws for a lot of innings. He's actually really good. He could be number one on any other team. But they have Scherzer and Strasburg, who pitched in the wild card game. Uh, so they're not pitching the night. So it's probably going to be – so it is going to be um, Patrick Corbin. I'm not sure they announced someone for game two yet, but I'm guessing it might be Steven Strasburg. I don't know. He might be game four. might be game three. Uh, we just don't know about that yet. But that that series should be pretty good. And congratulations to the Nationals for winning their first ever wild card game and moving on or, or, or advancing into an, another round in the playoffs for the first time in the Washington Nationals history. Yeah, playing the uh, playing the Dodgers. Yep. But yeah, let's move on. Um, so let's talk about the Oakland A's and Tampa Bay Rays, in which the Oakland A's lost uh, five to one. GGS. Yep, GGS. GGs, yeah, GGs. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for those who are watching the game, uh, yeah, I was down in Oakland, the Coliseum, uh, with uh, Chamanaya, uh, pitching uh, versus is that Charlie Martin? Yeah, Charlie Martin. Yeah, Charlie Martin. Um, yeah. So, literally on the first at bat, uh, Chamanaya decided to let uh, Yanni Diaz just hit a massive dinger. For like four hundred something plus yards for some uh, feet or some shit like that. That would be that would be even four. Jesus. <laughs> if it was if it was yards, that'd be insane. Four hundred yeah, like feet. Four hundred thirty plus feet home run yeah, on the first at bat of the wild card game. So I was like, oh wow, this is terrible start already. Uh, but then he had three straight strikeouts after that, so he settled in what it looked like it to be a settle in, and he just gave up another two hundred two run home run the next inning, and. That was that. I mean, we had uh, Petit come in. He gave up a home run, too. Um, and then he escalated in 5-1. We only got um, one run out of the game. Yeah. So it was kind of not fun to watch. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I like uh, – I mean, Lozardo came in, and he pitched a little bit. Uh, he, had four, he had four strikeouts, so, I mean, that, it was nice to see a, a young guy come in there. Um and pitching a wild card game, but it was just a lost cause. Um, yeah, the guy. Yeah, I mean, the guy hit the leadoff home run, Yandy Diaz. He hit two home runs yeah. in the game. His first home run was yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, his first home run was on a three-one pitch that was in the upper left corner of the uh, strike zone. It was a pitch that should not yes. should not have been thrown because it was crushed and it was just bad location. Um, so that's that was on the first one. That was the first one. The second one 
which was against uh, it was by uh, Avicel Garcia. Um, it was a two one pitch runner at first, basically almost in the exact same spot as the first home run to Yandy Diaz. It was like exactly same spot. Yeah, and this one was crushed to deep center field. Um, I first thought it was gonna be caught, but then I saw the center fielder like look up and say, "Uh oh," and drop his shoulders. Yeah, so that was gone. That was so Garcia and Duffy both scored on that. Yeah, then the next batter, not the next batter, the next home run, which was in the third inning, it was on a three-two pitch uh, to Yandy Diaz again, his second time up. Actually, it was a two-two pitch, and this pitch, guess where it was? Same spot. Same spot. The same exact spot. Same exact spot as the second home run to uh, Avicio Garcia. Same exact spot. The first one was a little bit in more. But it was just it caught too much of the plate. Uh, those two two pitch that ball was demolished there. Uh, then that the, is where they should have taken out Manaya for sure. Here's when they should have taken him out. They should have taken him out after the second home run when it's three nothing because you have you just have to. I mean you can't. This is this is for your season. This is a game seven. You have to have a quick hook. It's what the Giants did in 2017, 2014 against the Kansas City Royals in game seven at the. Um, for the World Series, Kim Hudson starts. You know he struggles the first inning and a third inning and two thirds, I believe. Bruce Bochy gets up, says, "Okay, that's it." Jeremy Affelt warm up. Affelt pitches a cup, pitches an inning and a half. Then they say, then they get someone else warmed up, which became Madison Bumgarner. We know what happened there. He threw five innings to win the World Series, um, in an epic performance that will never be matched again. That's yeah, what. That se- that's I'm what. Yeah, that game. That's what separates. <laughs> Great. That's what separates good managers from Hall of Fame managers. Bob Melvin's a good manager. Bruce Bochy's a Hall of Fame manager. Now, Bob, as I said, Bob Melvin's a good manager. He's not a bad manager whatsoever. But in these situations, which have, you know, kind of crushed the A's the past couple of years have been the wild card game, where they either go to the wrong guy, they wait too long, or last year they started an opener, didn't work out, waited too long for Manaya this year. Um, 2014 when they lost to the Royals. I'm not sure whose fault it was. I don't think it really was. It was the bullpen's fault mostly. Uh, but I would have, during that game, I would have pitched Samarja when he was on the A's. Uh, just, you know, just because he was a he was probably their best option at the time for them. They should have done that. But that's that's that's, a, that's just what separates good managers from Hall of Fame managers, as I've been saying. Um, Bruce Bochy just, just knew what button to press at the right time and get the best results. He did it for throughout four postseasons. Um, so that was something that I saw during the game um, that the A's could have worked on. Now, again, it was a great season for the A's. A great season for them. However, however, I'm done hearing about them. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear another thing about the A's until they actually prove something. I'm tired of it. Every year we hear this thing about the A's. Well, watch for the A's. Watch for the A's. Great story. Great story. They are a great story. But every year in the playoffs, they fall short. Every single year. It's not like they haven't won a playoff series since 2006. I was 10 years old. I'm almost 24 now. It's almost been 14 years since they won a postseason series. That just It just can't happen like that. So I'm done hearing about the A's. I'm sad for their fans that they lost because they've they have great fans as we know. A's have the A's have some great fans. However, their organization is a minor league organization. They're never going to be 
on the level as teams that are like the Astros, like the Giants, like the Yankees, like the Red Sox who spend money, like the Dodgers. They're always going to be a low-level market team. We're going to have nice stories, but we'll never be able to get through to the World Series or actually win a playoff series. Let's say, you know what, let's, let's, let's start small A's. Let's win a wild card game. Then let's win a series. Then maybe we can talk World Series. But for right now, I'm done hearing about them. Don't want to hear another thing about the A's until they actually prove something to me. They're the Houston Rockets of the major of Major League Baseball. Even though the Rockets have won a couple series, they always talk this big game. People are like watch for the Rockets, watch for the Rockets. What happens? James Harden pisses on himself in Game Seven or a Game Six on the road at home without a Kevin Durant a Kevin Durantless Warriors team. They always find a way to lose the game. So until they actually prove GGs. to me that they can, yeah, until they can prove to me that they can actually win a game. I'm done hearing about them, and that's my t- that's my take on the A's. Yeah, you gotta spend money to win to win some games. Um, but yeah, like we were saying uh, in past and previous podcast, um, they need another starter, uh, yes. pitching wise, and they just did not spend or did not trade. Now, um, about guy. That, yeah, about that take though, <laughs> they have someone, Lazardo. He's just not he's not ready yet. He's yep. not ready yet, and due to injuries, he's just not yet. He's just yeah. not there yet. Like they have, they have that ace starter. They have, they might have two of them, and AJ Puck and him. They have that starters on their roster. Just for them, they weren't ready this year. But again, as I've been saying, until they win something, I'm done hearing about them. They have to prove it to me, which I think is a fair criticism to have. Yeah, um, two years in a row not winning, going to wild card, not winning. Um, Fix it. Fix the pitching. Yeah. Here's the. Th- here's the. I mean. Yeah. Keep going. God. Through. Here's the also. I mean. Thing. Yeah. Like. Like I was saying. Like just the pitching is, just yeah. needs to get better. Here's another. Uh, thing. I mean. Like. Yeah. Like I was saying. Like Lozardo, Um. Obviously, he's been backtracked because of injuries. I mean, like I was saying before, he, great coming in pitching, having four strikeouts in the wild card game, but. God, just need to find someone who's going to be that starting guy for us who can, really lay down the law. Yeah. Um. But. I mean, yeah. we obviously didn't find it last year, and no. obviously we didn't figure it out this year because we just didn't want to trade for a guy. And here's the thing, too. They're, Ace are saying, wait till next year. Wait till next year. Here's the issue of that. You know they have another division, James? Uh, so, sorry, say that again? Here's the issue of this. Wait wait till next year. We're going to be better next year. Who else, are, who else is in their division, James? Who's the best team in the American League? Oh, God, the Houston Astros. Yeah, they're in their division. The Astros are better. They have Verlander. They're, they're Cole, good. They're a good. free agent. Garrett Cole may leave, but they also have Zach Greinke. They have a bunch of prospects already. They're probably going to trade for like a ace starter. No one knows about. So this notion of wait till next year, wait till next year, it's not gonna. I don't think it's going to come to fruition because the Astros are still going to be incredible. They still have a great lineup, great young players, great young pitching staff, great pitching staff, great bullpens, great manager, great ownership, great general manager. So for them, the A's are probably going to be in the same spot next year. But this time next year, they may be better positioned to win the game with an ace-type starter. But if they don't have it, they have to trade for one. It's just simple as that. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, you have anything else to add? No, that's it for the A's. Right, actually, we do have some news about game one of the NLDS between the Cardinals and Braves. It's the bottom yeah, of the six. Yeah, game is going on right now. Yes. Yep, bottom of the six. Braves are up. Bases loaded, two outs in the bottom of the six, one no count. Dansby Swanson is at the plate right now. 
who's also dating, uh, I believe that Mallory Poo, 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 Mallory P-U-G-H, I can't pronounce it. Um, she's like this famous soccer star. So, But he's up at the bat right now. 2-0 count, two outs. If any score happens, we'll let you know. Yes. Yeah, but yeah why don't we move on, talk about some hockey that started off um, yesterday, Wednesday, and talk about the Sharks. Um, the playing against the Vegas Knights. Jake, why don't you talk about that game? Yeah, so yesterday they played against the, Golden, Las Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights in Las, in Las Vegas. And the A's, the A's, the Sharks lost 4-1. to one. Uh, They first gave up two goals in like 93 seconds in the first period. Like not 93 seconds to start the game, but like from like I'm like 16 minutes to go in the period, they gave up a goal, then they gave up a goal again a couple of seconds later. Uh, so they were down 2 nothing. Marcus Sorensen, or Marcus Skorensen, Scored his first goal of the year on a nice little wrist shot that beat the goalie Mark Andre Fleury, Fleury, yeah Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, um, so made that two to one. Um, then in the second period, Golden Knights score. It's three to one. The Sharks look like the Sharks score. Score and send again. Looks like he scored another goal on a tip. However, it was ruled that it was a high stick. Uh, he had to stick over the crossbar. Uh, if you look at the goalies net. Your stick can't go over that. His stick was over that, and it went into the net, so they didn't count it. I don't really like that rule, but that's what happened there. Uh, so it was th- still 3-1. In the third period, they have a power play to Sharks. Uh, then they give up a goal on the power play as well. Uh, it was a 2-1-0 break. Vegas Knights score. It's 4-1. And now it's the end of the score, end of the game. Uh, the Sharks did. The Sharks didn't have Vander Kane suspended for three games. Eric yes. Carlson missed the game due to personal reasons. Hopefully everything's, yes. okay. Hopefully everything's okay there. Um, Timo Meyer left the game due to getting hit in the midsection by a puck. And uh, Kevin LeBanc got like really a dirty hit to the face by like a cross-check to the face. So he left the game. Um, so the Sharks are missing Kane, Carlson. They have injured Timo Meyer, injured Kevin LeBanc. They started three rookies last night and Len Bergman, um, Daniil... I, I can't pronounce his name. Um, Mario Ferrio, who's their sec, who's their defenseman, who started his first career game. Uh, Lean Bergman, as I said, started his first career game. Um, then this Russian guy they had, this that Danielle Tarskarov or some crap like that. I don't know. Have an easier name to pronounce, maybe. Um, but that's where ha- that's what happened with him. He had his first start too. Uh, all of them are under the age of twenty two. So they're all very young there. However, I like that where they're starting to have like these young players see if they can make a spot in the roster. And if they can't, they're gonna go probably make a couple of trades, get some other guys, or wait for some people to get back from injury, like Semek, Evander uh, Kane, and Evander and Eric Carlson. Whenever he comes back, um, they play tomorrow night against the Vegas Golden Knights at home. Sharks home opener. Carlson may not play tomorrow. They're not hundred percent sure yet. Kane suspended for one more game after this. Um, and we don't know about Meyer and LeBanc. However, they should be able to play, but we don't know yet. And their three rookies will be back in the lineup as well. But we should find out more about that tomorrow morning. Yes. So, yeah, um, I have nothing else to add. But I'm going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. Yeah, so we're back. Um... Let's talk about the 49ers before anything else. So, breaking news. Don't know. 
We love breaking news. As I said in the last segment that we before in the last segment, we would update you if any score happened. Well, here's what happened: the Atlanta Braves now lead the St. Louis Cardinals three to one. End of the sixth inning. Here's what happened: Dansby Swanson reaches on a fielder's choice. It was fielded by the third baseman by the the Cardinals third baseman Tommy Edmond. Um, Josh Donaldson scored. Nick Markakis scored, and Adam Duvall went to second. It was a fielding error by the third baseman, Tommy Edmond. Then a, another throwing error by shortstop Paul DeJong. So two errors on one play, allowed for two runs to score. It's three-run Braves in game one, going to the seventh inning. James, back to you. Yeah, so let's talk about um, the 49ers for a little bit. Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, they've been, uh, power rankings are out every single week. And the 49ers are finally getting their respect, getting high up in there. Uh, mostly up in the uh, lower back of the top 10. I've been seeing 8, I've been seeing 7, sometimes a little 9. Um, but yeah, I got to see that they're getting some recognition out there. But let's talk about some uh, injuries that are happening, or some guys that are heading into IR, in which are uh, Jason Verrett and Jalen Hurd. GG's. Um, Jason Verrett. You go ahead. Were you going to say something? GG's. And then we have, uh, we have more breaking news. Henry Schulman of the San Francisco Chronicle has dropped this nugget. I've been told I've been told that Garrett Cole, who's the brother-in-law of Brandon Crawford, is highly interested in becoming a giant after this season in free agency. That would be incredible. Please get him now is for that, him. Is that the pitcher? That's that the, you were talking about Yeah, before? that's the incredible pitcher. He's like going to win the Cy Young. Has like 300 strikeouts this year. Giants, please get him. Please. Please. All right, back to you. But yeah, Jason Perrett, I think, was it dealing with another ankle injury? I know he just got hurt in the Steelers game. Um, and he was vying for a spot, a starting spot. But yeah, they're just putting him back on IR. And Jalen Hurd um, having back issues again, um, getting back to IR. They can, they're eligible to come back after eight weeks. And with those guys going back, headed back to AR, they, they re-signed Jordan Matthews and Dante Johnson to both one-year deals. Both were on um, the training camp roster. Both of them being brought back. Um, and some other news: um, the 49ers have yet have yet to let up a rushing touchdown three games into the season. Um, you would say we have our first real test this week against the Cleveland Browns, who are currently two and two. Um, who they just beat the Baltimore Ravens, uh, forty to twenty-five last year. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked a little pedestrian. Uh, 20 to 30, 20 of 34, uh, 342 passing yards, a touchdown and interception. He only took one sack, though. Is that pedestrian? Um, he threw over 342 yards. I mean, with only one touchdown and one interception, yeah, I'd say it's a little pedestrian. Yeah, fair. I mean, Patrick Mahomes for 400, 400 uh, 300, I think, 15 yards last week. Didn't throw a touchdown. I'd say he looked pedestrian. Yeah. I agree. All right. But um, I mean, they, they can still make big plays, but I mean, it's just not up to their standards, right? Right. But I mean, Baker Mayfield has had a rough start of the season already, so we'll see how it does this week. Uh, but yeah, one other guy I was talking to Jake before the podcast, guys, we are going to be worried about uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, he had 20 attempts for 165 rushing yards. Uh, he had three touchdowns, uh, one touchdown coming from an 88 yard touchdown run, and then he looked very explosive on that run. Um, and again, the Niners have yet to let up a rushing touchdown this season. Um, Jarvis Landry, uh, I think he had eight, ten targets. He had eight receptions for 167 yards. 
Um, he's in concussion protocol as of right now. Uh, I'd say he's doubtful for the game on Monday night, but um, we'll see how that goes. And then, uh, for those who don't know, uh, David Njoku got hurt, I think, against the Jets. I think he broke his wrist. Uh, so he's on IR. So they have uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, backup tight end, who got three catches for 82 yards and one touchdown against the Ravens. And then another guy to look out for is OBJ. Um, which only had two catches on seven targets for only 20 yards. You're probably saying, oh, wow, he only had that many yards and that many catches. I mean, he was got by one, I would say, one of the dark horse, one of the good cornerbacks in the league, uh, Marlon Humphrey, for most of the day. They got in a little scuffle during the game. I don't know if you've seen this video for those who don't know. It, and it looks like Marlon Humphrey's choking OBJ on the ground. Yeah. Have you seen this video, Jake? Yeah. You've seen it, right? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, OBJ, it, it may seem like OBJ is like this victim in this whole thing, but he kind of started it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, OBJ is that kind of guy who's going to... He's going to get under your skin, and he's going to um, try and get those flags that are going to uh, penalize the defense and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean... Richard Sherman doesn't roam around and guard the best receiver on the opposing teams, uh, on the opposing teams. So we'll see how uh, he holds up against Richard Sherman and uh, the starter on the other side, uh, Emmanuel Mosley, uh, this Monday night. Um, but on the Browns' defensive side, they're going to be without some starters. Uh, I think Kripsey, their linebacker, uh, will be out for this game. And I think both their starting corners, Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, did not part. I think that they did not practice today. Um, they were both out last week against the Ravens. And they're both pretty good. I mean, Denzel Ward's pretty good. Uh, but we'll see if they play even play uh, this coming Monday night. They have an extra day to prepare. So we'll see how that goes. Um, are you excited for the game? Yep, very excited. If the Niners win, they'll be 4-0 for the first time in a long time. I don't remember the last time they've been that. They were, last time they've been 4-0. Uh, but it should be a pretty good game. Hopefully they win, but we shall see. Yeah. Um, I've been asked numerous times to go to a Warriors open practice. Basically the exact same day, Monday night. <clears throat> but I've decided to not attend. Sorry, my friends. Uh... I just have to watch this game. I feel like this game is really important. Yes, yeah, like really, really important. I feel like it's just like it's the first prime time game for the Niners this season um, against the Browns team, who during the whole entire offseason were crowned as Super Bowl champs already. Um, <laughs> Levi's game. When I will get to see OBJ out there. Is this their um, biggest game since the Harbaugh era? Is this their what game for the Harbaugh era? What is this their biggest game since the Harbaugh era? Oh gosh! I think the biggest game will be Week Six against the Rams, but this is like the start of it. I feel like if they win this game, the shift in the momentum towards the Niners being "quote unquote" pretenders is drastically going to change. So you could say this is a pretty big game since the Harbaugh era. Yeah, I think so. Fair. Do you think it's a big game? 
Yeah, I think it's a pretty big game. I think it's. I think it is the biggest game since the Harba era, because you know it's the next game that's happening. Uh, it's Monday night. They're three and zero. Could be four and zero. Could be the best team in the NFC. It could be the best team in the <laughs> NFC. Um, if the Rams lose tonight, and the Niners win this Sunday, they'll be Niners be four and zero. Rams be three and two. Then the next game will be Rams versus Niners. The Niners win that game. They will be three games up. Or two and which a half. Which is very good for us. Or two and a half games up, which is a lot in football. So I think that it's going to be... help us a lot because towards the end of our schedule, week sixteen and seventeen, I think it's Rams, and then we end with the Seahawks. Yeah, I think it's better to get ahead of those games now than it will be at the end of the year. You know what I'm? You know you get you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like these like these games are like I mean obviously we're ahead of our division now. We're only three games in. Um, but if we win these games now, it'll help us in the future for sure. So, <laughs> beat them now. We'll worry about it later. But yeah, anything else to add? Nope, nothing else. All right, yeah. So let's move on to our weekly NFL pick 'em week four this week. Um, starting with the Thursday night game, in which it's the Rams versus the Seahawks. Nick was talking about that earlier. Uh, the Rams are both are three and one. The Seahawks are three and one. Um. The spread's pretty tight. It's only uh, the Seahawks are favored by one point this week, with an over under of uh, forty nine. Uh, and our special guest this week is Sweat, our coworker, my good friend. Um, so uh, me and him both took the Seahawks, hmm. and Jake is taking the Rams. Yep, going uh, going the uh, when everybody goes right, I go left. <clears throat> everybody goes left, I go right. Right, sure. Yep. Um, moving on to the Sunday night, which is the Chiefs who are four zero and versus the Colts. Who are two and two? Uh, they recently lost to the Raiders with the Chiefs beating from coming back from behind to the Lions. Uh, in this game, the Chiefs are ten and a half point favorites, and looks in which it looks to be a shootout with an over under fifty six. Jake and I, Jake, Swood, and I are all taking the Chiefs in this game. Yep. You taking the over? You taking the under in this game, Jake? Uh... What's the over? I already said it. 56. I wasn't paying attention, really. But I'm going to take the over. The Colts gave up 30 points to the to the mediocre Raiders offense to be, to be nice. And the Chiefs score 30 points a game easily. So I think it's going to be in the... It might be in the high 60s, I think. Really? Because I, don't, because I think the Colts' defense is not good at all. Um, but the Colts can score. Yeah, the Colts can definitely score. Um, hopefully, they will be they will be with their uh, number one receiver, T.Y. Hilton, this week. Uh, in this last week, due to a quad injury, um, but I think it's te- uh, trending towards him playing, so that would be a big help uh, for the Colts. Um, but we shall see. Uh, moving on to Monday night, uh, which we talked about extensively already, but it's the 49ers who are three zero versus the Browns who are two and two. In which the 49ers are the favorites as of right now by three and a half points with an over-under of 47. Jake, Swood, and I are all taking the 49ers. With a, I'm taking the over in this game, actually. What about you, Jake? Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? What's the over? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I know it's 47. I'm going to take the over. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm going to guess. And then moving on. I'm going to say Niners win 31 to 21. 
Okay, okay, we're doing predictions. All right, mm, gosh. Oh, I'm going to say 38. Jesus. 38, 27, 49ers. Nice. Let's put that, let's put that down. Let's put that down. So let's put that down. 38, 27. What was yours? Uh, 31, 21. 31, 21. Wait, you said 39, 27. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm fixing it right now. Chill out. I'm fixing it right now. Like, I don't think that's possible. What? Tw- 39? <clears throat> I mean, you can score 33, and then you can uh, score a touchdown and then go for two and not get it. Yeah, three touchdowns, four field goals. That's 33. Four touchdowns, four field goals. That's... Yeah, yeah, I literally should. just said how you can do it. Yeah, what are you point. trying to figure out? So I said four. I said you had to miss an extra point. No, you have to either miss an extra point or go for two, and then whatever. It doesn't matter. You'll have 38. Or you have 19. No, you can't. Never mind. Absolutely not. That's all I wrong. do think. I think. I do think this should be a rule. If you kick the ball on a kickoff <laughs> through the uprights, you should get a point. I mean, come on. I think John Harbaugh was vying for that. Well, that's because uh, they have the best as a, kicker as a, ever. As a new rule, I think this past offseason. That's because they have the. That's because they have a. They have. Because the Justin best Tucker can ever. do it every single yeah. game. Yeah, that fucker's like, oh yeah. <laughs> he can fucking do it every single game. I think they were saying it for like. I think it was gonna be two points. I think he was vying for that. I mean, I, I feel like they're gonna take out kickoff soon. Um, they're gonna take it out of the game pretty yeah. soon. Um, but if your kicker can do that, I mean, might as well just add it to the game and just that's, that's what they have, do no one, have, have no one run out. Yeah. And if the kicker decides to kick it in the end zone, they start on the 25. If the kicker likes to, like, somewhat, like, uh, pooch kick it, like kick it high and let it bounce, maybe they'll have the offense start wherever that ball's at. Um, but I'm not a rule specialist. I'm not a guy like that to add place or add rules to the NFL, but you never know. Just make the game more interesting. Yep. But yeah, I'll just move on to another game. I'm pretty excited to watch, actually. Um, it's the Raiders versus the Bears, in which the Raiders are 2-2 two and two, the Bears are 3-1. and one. The Bears are currently at five-point favorites with an over on, under at 41. We're all taking the Bears. It's a Khalil Mack revenge game. In London, for those who don't know, yeah. How many sacks is Khalil Mack gonna have? I think two. For those who don't know, the Raiders both have one of the heaviest and one of the I say one of the best offensive tackles in the league, and Trent Brown, who he'll go up against uh, I think the entire time this game. Um I'm gonna say he's gonna have like three and above sacks this game. Hmm. I think he wants to stick it to Gruden and say, fuck you for uh, trading me and not paying me. I'm going to have, I'm going to completely wreck your game plan and absolutely destroy Derek Carr, but still shake Derek Carr's hand because he's my friend kind of game. Hmm. Thoughts? 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on to our locks of the week. Um, I'm taking the Eagles, uh, who are two and two over the Jets, who are zero and three. 
Uh, the Eagles are pretty much favored by two touchdowns in this game with the over under 44 and a half. Oh, took the same loss. Uh, I didn't Jake, is, that. Jake is taking the same game as me. And then Swood is taking the Patriots over to Rachel Slurs. Patriots 4 0. Rachel Slurs 0 4. Pats are 15 and a half point favorites with the over under 42 and a half. I'll take the under in that game because the Rachel Slurs are just not going to score any points. Yeah, true. And then with our upsets, I'm taking the Packers over the Cowboys. Uh, both teams are uh, three and one. Cowboys are favored by three and a half points right now with the over under of forty six. Um, Jake is taking the Giants over Vikings. Okay, Jake. Yep. Both teams are two and two. I believe in Daniel Jones. Denny Dimes, and then does Saquon come back this game? I doubt it, but I want to be shocked. But I doubt it. The guy is already doing drills. And he had a high ankle sprain two weeks ago against the Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's Buccaneers. Weird. That's insane. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just have no idea how that's possible. Um, I'm Jake, I, I doubt he plays. I think he comes back against the Patriots, which is week six. Um, but like they were said, I, 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 I would be shocked if he does come and play. I feel like they're rushing him, but um, I'd say don't play this game. Uh, Minnesota's defense is kind of good. Uh, but then Swift is taking the Falcons over to Texans. The, te- the Falcons are one and three, god awful, and then the Texans are two and two. Texans are favored by uh, five points with the over under forty nine, and that's it for your NFL Week Four pick him. Week five, Jesus. Long live Gardner Minshew. Is it week five? Is it, is it week five? Yeah, yeah it is week, week five. five. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it is week five. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Anything uh, else to add? Up there. No, I have nothing else to add. Jake, you have anything else to add? No, I do not. We're going to take a quick break because I'm going to save all this stuff because I don't want to lose 18 minutes and 38 seconds of content. We're going to do it over again. I'll not be happy. So we'll be back right after this. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Bay Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake. Episode 72, NFL Week Preview at MLB Wild Card. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to yeah. follow us on Instagram, <laughs> like us on Facebook. Wait, wait a minute. Follow us on the SoundCloud app. Yep. And also subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yep, make sure to like, share. Fuck, make sure to... Subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Resubscribe. Do it about 50 times so you gain the system. Little trick I learned from being in the industry over 19 months. So getting a top 200 podcast worldwide. We all take top 200 podcast sports for recreation. But as you know, we shoot for the stars for the BA podcast. So you get us in the top 200 podcast worldwide, we'll give you a high five. That's all I have to add today for today's show. James, anything else for you? Bye. Bye. <laughs>